Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is pretty interesting. It's all about how to create in love. Well, humans have mostly been creating in fear. Most of the time, you don't reach a high enough perspective to really create in love. Sometimes there's been inventions and songs and music and art that people have reached really high perspectives, but that only happens in those things that they are really passionate about. In this episode, Josh was talking about when you get to this place of understanding who you truly are and going with the flow of life, everything you will create will be based in love. And those creations will be something brand new, something that's unimaginable. And so I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Tomorrow, we're going to do a special Joshua Live. That's going to be Tuesday at 2 o'clock. I don't know exactly what it's about, but if you'd like to join that, uh, please go to Facebook and join our free Facebook private group, the uh, Friends of Joshua. You can also send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you the link. Uh, it's going to be something special. I think it's going to be setting up how 2023 is going to work for you as you're on your journey of self-discovery and all the things that, that uh, you can do to set up yourself for the best year possible. Also, we will be starting a boot camp. That's This is generally a boot camp that we do in the beginning of the year for existing boot campers. Once you're in the boot camp, you're in for life. So most boot campers will do the boot camp three, four, or five times. And so most of those are private boot camps just for existing boot campers. We have open boot camps in the spring and the fall. But in this last one, we just finished the fall boot camp uh, actually yesterday. Um, there were a bunch of people who couldn't get into that one. So we're having a limited amount of people who can, new people can join the January one. So we have two or three spots left if you would like to inquire about that. Also send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and we'll set up a Zoom call and I'll tell you all about it. Otherwise, you can go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. There's some videos that you can look at, uh, access to the podcast, the new book, A Perception of Reality, which is the audio book is out. There's uh, free meditations. There's the new neutrality meditation you can get. So check that out. And please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, share it on Facebook, and leave a review if you can. That would be amazing. That's the best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast. So get ready for this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Well, congratulations to those of you who have completed your boot camp. This will be the last communication of this boot camp, and we look forward to seeing you in other communications. But for now, we want to talk to you about what is to be expected as you move forward. You see, when you came into the boot camp, you came in at a limited perspective. Well, that's true of any experience. You come in at a limited perspective, you have the experience. You go through whatever that experience is there for you. Every experience is for your benefit. And then you move to higher and higher perspectives. When you understand that this is a journey of self-discovery, then your perspective is raised as you look back on any experience and you realize that you've come from one place to another place, from a perspective of yourself that was somewhat limited to a less limited perspective of yourself. And this is true of the boot camp. The boot camp has showed you several things, who you are, who everyone else is, and what this platform of physical reality is really all about. It's about a platform for discovery, discovering who you are, discovering who you're not, up and down, in and out, based on the way you perceive yourself in any moment and how you know how you're perceiving yourself is based on the emotions that you are receiving. If you're receiving positive emotions, then you are looking at yourself in a more true or authentic way. And if you are feeling negative emotion, you are disassociating yourself from the perspective of your inner self. Your inner self is always holding the highest perspective on you and everyone else and your reality. 
When you can align with that perspective, you will feel positive emotion, what you call positive emotion. When you do not align with that perspective, when you choose to see yourself as limited, as less than who you truly are, well, you're simply seeing yourself in a way that your inner self will never see you. And the separation between that perspective and your inner self's perspective will come in the form of negative emotion. Now, the emotion itself isn't actually negative. It's simply what you're perceiving to be as negative. The negative feeling, the feeling of disconnection, disassociation, dissatisfaction, disillusionment, dis-ease of any sort whatsoever. Well, that is simply the guidance that is being received from your inner self. So you always know how you're doing. You always know where you are. You always know where you stand at any moment. And if you seek to come into more alignment with the truth of who you are, the truth that you are source, that you are love, that you are nothing less than that, that you are eternal and limitless in nature, that you are a being of love, and that you are here to express your love. You're here to create love. Well, humans have not really created love to this point in time. There's been some things here and there, some high perspectives reached, and of course, some creations in love. But generally, the human is going in and out of that emotion, of that connection, of that understanding of itself as source. When you start to see yourself as source, everything you create will be created in love, and it'll be all new. It'll be all interesting and exciting. And this is why this plane of physical reality known as Earth is so exciting to those who are interested in the idea of separation and the idea of confusion and the idea of seeking more clarity as you move forward. You are all moving forward from fear to love. Those of you who are on the call now who have gone through the boot camp, and even those who are listening at a later date to this podcast are at the highest perspectives in the world, are of the highest perspectives in the history of the world, are of the higher perspectives that has ever come prior to this, and you are moving to higher and higher perspectives. As you move to those perspectives, you are dropping love in the form of your perspective wherever you go without you consciously doing anything. But when you're inspired, you will be creating. You will be creating that which is new. You'll be creating that which is based in love. And all creations are based in love. How you perceive them after they're created, well, that's up to you. That's up to the individual. That's your perspective. And that is a discovery in and of itself. So this platform of physical reality is for the discovery of it. You can spend a lot of time discovering who you're not, and most humans do that. And in that, you will experience what you call disenchantment, dissatisfaction, disillusionment. You will feel disassociated, disconnected, and separate from all that is. You will seek more separation in order to protect yourself. You've understood this to a certain level. But what you're looking at now is how can you feel better? Well, how you feel better is to go along your inspired path. This is the path that you set out prior to your birth. This is the trajectory that was created upon your birth with the family and the name and the body that you chose, the time and place of your birth and all that. As you move along that inspired path, you will be able to do things, be things, operate in a way, create things that have never been created before as you're on that path. That path is ease and joy and fun and clarity and every possible emotion is associated with the connection to your inner self, the feeling of love. Love is knowing. And so when you discover more about yourself, you know more about yourself and therefore you love more about yourself. You love more about yourself, not as the human form, but as the understanding of yourself as source, as the creator of your reality, the creator of all that is. You can understand that you're worthy of being here and that all those who come to support you in times of manifestation events are doing so, so that you can discover your limiting beliefs and shed that which is inauthentic, 
when you shed that which is inauthentic, you naturally raise your perspective. You naturally see yourself as more good, more whole, more complete, more worthy, more perfect. It's true that this basis of reality is all built on perfection. There is no wrong anywhere in it. You certainly have a perception of yourself as incomplete and inadequate and unworthy in certain areas of your life. But this, again, is the illusion. The grand illusion is here to help you move forward in your journey. Now, your perspective is unique to you. You understand this to a degree, but you still believe that everyone is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching the same things you are in the same way you are. Your experience of everything, including time, space, who you are, who everyone else is, and the nature of physical reality itself, the consciousness of all that is, is unique to you. You're the only one who can experience it. You're the only one who can perceive it. No one else can ever perceive it. This is why you are worthy. Because your perception of reality, which is unique to you, is added to the context and the completeness of all that is. And without your perception of yourself in your reality, all that is would be less than all that is. Since it cannot be less than all that is, since everything is happening for a purpose and a reason and has happened, will happen, is going to happen exactly as it's supposed to happen, then you can relax and just allow this ride to take place because there's nothing you have to do other than say yes to inspiration. Well, how do you know what inspiration is? How do you know it's not an urge to change the conditions? Because the inspiration will always feel good to you. Maybe not before you jump into it, but when you're actually participating in the event, in the experience, in the action itself. When you see yourself from the higher perspective, you will have new choices, new decisions, and new actions to take. Those actions from the highest perspective that you can get to for your belief system and your mental construct will always feel good to you, will always be exciting and thrilling. And when you look back, you will see it was perfect. It was perfect every way. Everything you've ever done has been perfect, and everything you ever will do will be perfect because this system, above all, is perfect, and so are you. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? Can I just follow up on what you just said about inspiration always feels good when you participate in the action. So what about when it feels good when I when I when I think I have the inspiration and it feels great? Can I rely on that? This is nuanced. And since there is no wrong anywhere in the universe, you could act on an urge to change conditions and you could feel great. You could feel great as you punch the other fella in the face. That could be very satisfying to you. But does it really bring you closer to understanding who you are? If the action causes separation or is designed to change the conditions, we would say that was an urge. There's nothing wrong with this, and most humans are acting on urges here and there. But when you get to really understand inspiration, there will be a fear. There will be some part of you that says, I can't do it. I shouldn't do it. What will people think? Will I be able to complete it? Is this the appropriate action for me? All that fear is irrational. If you are not simply trying to change the conditions, but simply going with the thought that's coming to you from a aligned state of being, from a neutral state of being, then the action will feel good. It might feel challenging and it might lead you right into a manifestation event. But from that higher perspective, with the clarity that comes with that, you will see certainly that that was an inspiration. But whatever happens had to happen, even if it was acting on an urge to change the conditions. There's nothing you need to do to look back and regret something or resent someone for doing something that from your perspective, they shouldn't have been doing. Everything, everything, everything is for you. 
everything is leading you step by step by step. You cannot make a mistake. You cannot fail. It is not possible. It is not serious. It is not important. It doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really matter. But if you thought about feeling good, how can I achieve the highest state of feeling good more and more and more of the time? It will be on your inspired path, on this path that will lead you to the ultimate realization of who you truly are and who you truly are is love. Anything aligned with love, anything aligned with love is aligned with who you truly are. And all of those choices, decisions, and actions aligned with love will be a creation based in love, an expression of love, an adding of love to the mass consciousness, a supporting of the entire planet and of all the people on the planet. Everyone is moving from fear to love. Everyone is doing it at their pace. Everyone is doing it within the context of their universe, which is their reality. There is no way you could get this wrong. There is nothing you have to concern yourself with. The idea here is go with the feeling of it. Now, you can say from where you sit right now that there are certain feelings that feel good and there are certain feelings that feel bad. But again, remember the conditions, the people, your mental construct, your perception of yourself cannot make you feel anything. Everything is subjective based in your judgment of it. When you are choosing to see things as good, as right, as perfect, you will naturally feel good. When you're choosing to see things as bad or wrong or imperfect or needing improvement or needing to be different than they are or wishing or hoping they were different than they are, you are perceiving yourself as a victim within the context of your reality. And since that is not accurate or true, you will choose what you call negative emotions. Now, if you can go one step beyond that and say there are neg no negative emotions, there are no positive no emotions, there is just the emotion itself. The emotion itself without the label of positive or negative will always simply feel like something and will not necessarily in and of itself feel good or bad. Good or bad is the illusion. Duality is the illusion. Better and worse is the illusion. Your preferences for things you think you like is an illusion. Your avoidance of things you don't like is an illusion. If you could open all of this up, well, then you naturally drop judgment. And with the dropping of judgment, you drop resistance. So you could simply say you're either going with the flow and acceptance or resisting the flow, resisting what is happening, resisting what is being created in the false idea or the limited nature of a mental construct that is simply choosing a perception of reality based in duality, based in the system of earth, based in needing to protect yourself, needing to survive, the survival instinct, in needing to eat, drink, sleep, in needing to breathe so that you do not die, in fear of death and loss, in fear of these things which which from your human perspective seem like real things, but from the broader context and certainly from the non-physical, they don't mean anything. They, you cannot die. So what is there to lose? What is there to lose? There is only the joy of life, the thrill of this system, the thrill of this platform of physical reality, the 
experiences that could be had without fear. Mm-hmm. If you could take that fear and alchemize it into love, then you would transform your entire life. You just took one fear, just say some simple fear that you might care about what other people think. And you could transform that into when people are thinking of me, well, then I am capturing their attention. Then I am sparking some ideas, some thoughts that are coming to them. Then I am actually doing something that is not the status quo of what society says are good or bad. When I'm thinking in terms of neutrality rather than duality, I'm looking at myself from a higher context because you couldn't see yourself in terms of neutrality without seeing yourself from a very high perspective. When you realize that you're always guided and supported, and therefore you don't have to make any decisions other than how you're choosing to see yourself in that moment. And so if you're always striving to see yourself as more aligned to source, as an expression of source living a physical life, as a intrepid explorer discovering more about physical reality and yourself within that context that you've created them, and that there are no limitations whatsoever except for those self-imposed. Well, how are limitations self-imposed? Fear, that's it. Everything you fear is a limitation. Sometimes it doesn't matter. If you are afraid of sharks, but you live nowhere near the ocean, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you go into the ocean or not because you're living in the mountains, does not matter. But you're afraid of things that do matter, that do affect your life, that are within the context of your actual reality, don't matter, and you make them matter. Well, there's context in that in the exploration of the inauthentic you, but you've gone beyond that point now. And so now you gotta look at every little detail of that life and say, well, why am I living here? Why am I doing these things? Why do I have these preferences? Why do I hold on to these ideals? Why do I think I want this thing I think I want? Why do I think I do not like this thing I think I do not like? Why do I feel a little bit of angst and anxiety when I think of the future? Why do I have a little feeling of regret and resentment when I look at the past? Why am I not living presently in this moment? What is distracting me from this moment? This distraction from the moment is always the past or the future and how you perceive yourself moving into that future or removing yourself from the past. An easier way to look at everything is your connection to it all. What are you resisting? What are you trying to pull yourself away from? And what are you leaning into? What you'll find is that most of your attention is based on what you want to pull away from, what you do not like, do not want, wish was different than it was. How can you separate yourself from those annoying people over there or those people who think this way over here or that friend of mine who's honorary all of a sudden and is now complaining about this or that, you are trying to pull your way, pull yourself away from these things that you think you don't like. Now that is a mental construct that can be radically transformed. And the work you've done in this bootcamp has elevated that perspective of yourself where you're less inclined to pull away and you're more inclined to lean in, leaning in to the feeling of it feeling the depth of it without labeling it, choosing to see everything is working out for you rather than happening to you, choosing to see that your power is not in the choices you make, but in the perception of yourself in the moment, understanding that 
Every single thing has happened perfectly to land you here, and therefore everything in the future must happen perfectly as well. So this idea of the inspired path, what is that? That is the idea of yourself from your non-physical perspective to expand through experiences in joy and perfection so that every experience you have can be had in joy, that every moment you're in can be seen as a perfect moment, and that the change that's going to take place to elevate your perspective is going to be one where you go through obstacles and manifestation events to discover that which is limiting, that which you fear. Well, if you set your life up from a human perspective, you would say, from this point forward, for the rest of my life, I don't want to bump into anything that I do not like, anything that I might fear, anything that might cause me to feel negative emotion. That wouldn't be very expansive. From the non-physical perspective, you say, I want to bump into everything that I fear, everything that shows up as a limitation. Everything that is blocking me from moving forward on my inspired path. Everything that is the illusion that I am not source. Whittle it away, whittle it away. Whittle. I want the manifestation events. I want to feel the emotion of it. I want to understand exactly when I'm perceiving myself as a victim and exactly when I'm perceiving myself as the creator of my reality. As the creator of my reality, if a manifestation event comes to me, it's one of my creation. It's one that's necessary. It's one that I very much desire. And I'm going to keep my eyes open for those manifestation events. I'm going to keep my eyes aware of how I feel within my body. I really want to know that which I've been pushing aside or sweeping under the rug so that I wouldn't feel the emotion of it. I want more feeling in this reality, more experience, more connection, more love. I want to be on that leading edge of the leading edge of thought, going first into all of these experiences. I am no longer afraid of bumping into anything that I think I do not like, because I want to sh be shown that which I think I do not like. I want to reorient, redefine that which I do not like. I came here first on purpose. I came to the leading edge on purpose. I came to think things differently on purpose. And what you will find is on that inspired path, you will discover the unimaginable. Now, the unimaginable will confront you from here from time to time. Sometimes you'll see it as wonderful and glorious and exciting and, and thrilling. And sometimes it'll be a fear that pops up. And you'll have to say, why do I have this fear? That doesn't make any sense. Now that I know who I am, now that I know what this inspired path is, now that I know that I want to lean into everything and connect more fully with everything, why would I be afraid of the homeless person? Why would I cross the street when this person comes away? Why would I not say yes to this invitation? Why would I do anything that's not fully aligned with the power of who I truly am? Only because I'm fooled by physical reality? That's not going to hold water anymore. I no longer choose that path. Of course, you don't have to get there now. Many of you have gone through your first boot camp. You'll go through another one and another one, and you'll get there gradually and gradually and gradually. There is no rush to this. It doesn't have to be done this life, even though it's, that's what you intended. But if you can keep your new perspective open, that there is nothing to fear, that all the fear, every single bit of it, every single bit of it is an illusion. 
And that if you are to face one of those fears, excellent, because you will discover that which is at the base of that fear causing it to come up. If it's not coming up, then it doesn't need to come up because it's not limiting you. If the fear of the shark doesn't come up, it doesn't need to come up because it's not limiting you from going into the water. If the fear of society, of conditions, of mass hysteria in general, if that comes up, would you rather go with the crowd in the irrational hysteria? Or would you like to opt out of that and say, just because they're in fear, just because they're attracting this for themselves, I no longer need to. I'm not afraid of it. It doesn't bother me. I know I'll be fine, but I'm going to think differently in this case. I'm going to think in alignment with the perspective of my inner self at all times. And this will guide me on that inspired path. Phenomenal. Thank you. (laughs) Phenomenal. Who's next? I'll ask a question. Janet. Do do babies have manifestation events or why do they get sick? If they're not trying to work out some issue, but they're just a tiny baby. (laughs) Just curious. Imagine that you are existing for eons in the non-physical. In the non-physical, you exist in ease. There's no obstacles. There's no expansion, no resistance whatsoever. You don't need to eat, drink. You don't need to sleep. You don't need to breathe. You don't need to do any of these physical things that you do here in this physical reality known as Earth. Now you come into Earth and you have overwhelming physical senses. Everything is very bright when you're a baby. Everything is very loud. Everything feels very overwhelming, cold air, hot air, the touch of another human, the lack of touch of another human, hunger, having to breathe, having to be by yourself or not be by yourself. This is a rush of sensation that is quite different than the non-physical. And so for the baby who hasn't learned how to tampen down or, or push down their emotions, a tiny hunger pain is an overwhelming experience. And so they cry. A slight movement or change of change of conditions is an overwhelming experience that they need to express. Now, if you had not been taught not to express your emotions, you would be exactly the same way. When you have a manifestation event, you would kick and scream and cry. You would Scream your head off. You would be so loud in it, but society doesn't allow that. And so it's not appropriate when you're a little tiny bit hungry to start screaming and kicking and spitting up. So to the baby who hasn't learned the context of these emotions and sensations, everything's a little bit strange and unusual. There's no communication. How are you going to let everyone know what you want? The way to do that is to cry or to scream. Babies are having to fill in their reality with context. They don't know what a door is or a window is or or what a car is or where they are or any of these things. So it is somewhat disorienti- disorienting, but they are connected more fully to their inner self. And they haven't yet learned good, bad, right, wrong. They haven't learned duality. As they learn duality, 
as they learn to suppress their emotions, as they learn to communicate, then they become more calm. As they get more familiar with the physical reality compared to the non-physical, they settle down a little bit. And then they get plugged into a system and their parents tell them to be safe and the teachers tell them to be safe and the other kids tell them to be safe. And all these things are happening all at the same time. So in the younger years, you are much more emotionally sensitive. You are much more emotionally expressive, but you're also much more connected to who you truly are, to your inner self, and to guidance from within. This is all part of the process. There is nothing unusual about this whatsoever. There is a calming effect of the parent when the parent itself is calm, but generally speaking, the parent's in fear. So the parent is going to overreact and try to figure out what the baby needs and do all these sort of things and add to the vibration of the lack of clarity there. The baby will settle down eventually and will learn a set of behaviors that are appropriate for that family and that society and that school system. And then they will create this trajectory from that. And this is all part of the plan. It's all perfect. But there's nothing really that needs to be done because the child will always be connected to their inner self. That connection will be stronger in the beginning, will fade a bit through later teenage years and into the 20s. And through the intensity of emotion that that individual chose to come in with, they will either spend the rest of life exploring who they're not, or they'll say, I can no longer tolerate these negative emotions. And so I am going to find information that will help me feel better. And that could be whatever. It could be religion. could be this. could be motivation. could be success. It could be, could be manipulating the conditions. could be whatever it is. Those of you who have had your childhood and the family and the time and place of your birth and the trajectory that you created happen to find yourself here. That's why you're here. This was an, a strong pre-birth intention. And so you're making your way to information essentially because you've asked this question, how do I feel better? I've changed the conditions, didn't work. I've tried to control people, didn't work. I've tried to make better decisions, didn't work. I've tried to improve myself, didn't work. Why not? Because all that was perfect. It never needed changing, fixing, solving. Coming to the idea that your whole life has been perfect, that's a pretty tricky proposition. Because if you're saying, my life was always perfect and I was always perfect and all the people were always perfect and everything worked out perfectly, then how are you ever going to improve? Well, improvement's a myth. How do you improve on perfection? Impossible. How do you improve on yourself if you're perfect? Can't do it. So you have to come to this conclusion that I have to give up this idea of improvement because improvement is the idea of the victim. If you're the creator of your reality, you're worthy, you're whole, you're complete, you're perfect. You're living in an environment that's perfect. And if you're the creator of your reality, it means everyone else has created their reality too. And so they're perfectly playing their roles for you in your life. That's just how worthy you are. That's an amazing idea, yet it's very hard for people to swallow because if you swallow that idea, you have to give up the hope that you'll get better so that you'll get the things that you think you lack. Oh, guess what happens? You don't lack anything. Everything you think you lack is an illusion brought on by a limiting belief or a limited mental construct, a limited perspective of yourself. Raise that perspective of yourself 
And all you'll do is see the truth of who you are. So the truth of who you are was you were always perfect. As a baby, the day you were born, you were perfect. The baby was perfect even when it's crying, even when it's upset, even when it's uncomfortable. The baby is still perfect. And so is its environment. So is everything around it always been perfect. Then it's taught it's imperfect. Okay, that's good. If I improve, then I'll get more love. If I change the conditions, then I'll feel better. Oh, that doesn't work. The conditions are simply a reflection of how I'm feeling about myself in my reality, my perception of myself. Now, if I change that perspective of myself, what happens? Well, I go on this new journey, this new journey of self-discovery. On that journey of self-discovery, I must discover that which is inauthentic or not true about me. To do that, you can either recognize that you're having resistant thought and transform that thought at the thought stage, or you can let it go and you can argue for your limitations and you can bump into manifestation events that will point out certain specific limiting beliefs. Which way do you want to do it? Well, most of you want to do it at the manifestation event stage. Those of you who have gone through the boot camp are understanding this process now. You have a limiting belief, it gets triggered, you feel fear, you have an experience, you go through that experience, and you gain information if you're looking for it. That information will identify your limiting belief. You'll be able to process that limiting belief and prove it was never, ever true, even though you thought it was true your entire life, even though everyone else on earth thinks it's true. It's never true. It's just limiting. So going forward on this inspired path, you want to shed those limitations because you are limitless. Any limitation that you hold on to yourself and believe is true is in conflict with who you truly are. And so you see things that happen to people all over the place, all your friends and neighbors and family. They're having manifestation events, but they don't get it. They don't understand the purpose of the manifestation event. They don't understand they're supported by the universe. That's why they have the manifestation event. They just use the manifestation event to prove their limitations are true. And they dig in. And those limitations grow stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, manifestation events come softly at first. At first, they come in the thought form, then a mild event, which causes a tiny little fear to come up. And then it gets bigger. And then it gets bigger. And then it happens again and again and again. And if the person is really fighting it and really believing it to be true, then it goes into the body. Then it's an ache. Then it's a pain. Then it's a disease. Then it's chronic. All to show them, all as a gift to point out this one limiting belief. That's how worthy you are. The entire universe will not give up showing you that which is not true about yourself. Now, in a system of physical reality that's a platform for self-discovery, the entire system is set up for this, for you. You are that worthy, that good, that special, that, that important to the universe. And the universe is doing this for everyone. But when you look outside of your reality, someone else is going through something, you say, oh, I hope that doesn't happen to me. You are playing the victim. You're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to change conditions, control things. When you are aware of what you're doing, you can now look and say, they are just going through their experience to discover who they are, just like everyone else. 
that thing that happened to them happened to them because they have a specific limiting belief. And this was the best way for to capture their attention so they could have a chance to process. Will they? That's up to them. But you all are at a different level now. You all get to see things for what they truly are and then to appreciate not just the manifestation event, not just yourself, not just the whole universe will bring it to you, but for everyone else playing their role, even in having their own manifestation events outside of you. Because if you see someone who gets in a car accident and you feel sorry for them, you're illuminating your own limiting belief. The limiting belief that anything bad could happen to anyone. That's not true. Nothing bad could happen to anyone. It's the mass consciousness of the planet that's in duality, that's been thinking these things over and over again, perceiving themselves as a victim, which is the complete opposite of who they are. For you to be an inspired path, you have to think in a new way. That baby is not crying because something is happening to them. The baby is having an experience that they are going to learn from, build resiliency, adapt, uncover, seek, and explore. It's all happening perfectly. You don't want to make it so the baby never cries. You want to support the baby as it's crying, knowing this is part of the process. You want to comfort the baby for sure, but you don't want to change the conditions so they never have a manifestation event. The same with your friends, the same with your family, the same with your children, the same with your parents. They all have to go through what they're going through to get where you are now. You're just there a little bit ahead of them. That's all. Your mental construct, your thought process, the way you are looking at your reality, your perception of reality is elevated. This allows you to have clarity. This allows you to move forward in love. This allows you to be grateful for the manifestation events and the people who play the part. This allows you to see the perfection in the system. If you can see the perfection in the system, you can see the perfection in other people, you'll start to see the perfection in yourself. You'll start to see the perfection in your entire life. You'll start to understand why everything happened as it did. And then moving forward, you can move forward eagerly, enjoy, and expand exactly as you intended. And this is exponential expansion that will lead to the realization of who you truly are. And who you truly are is source itself, is love, is eternal, is magnificent, is perfect. Well, thank you. That actually helped me with my current situation. Thank you. What a surprise. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Joshua. Oh, this is Jojo. Hi. Jojo. I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit more like about the difficulty of being honest because you don't want to hurt. I'm really going through a tough patch emotionally, beating myself up, being the manifestation of it for other people and not wanting to cause them pain or grief by being authentic or honest and how to work through the limiting belief that you may be pushing people away. Being authentic has nothing to do with honesty. Being authentic has to do with understanding yourself in relationship to your inner self, to source and self, to love itself. Being authentic simply means you are love. You are love. 
Being authentic is seeing yourself from the highest perspective that you can believe in the moment. That's your authentic self. Now, you can see yourself from a billion different perspectives, but let's just say there's two perspectives. A limited perspective where you perceive yourself as a victim and that you have to control conditions and people in order to protect yourself from negative emotion. That's inauthentic. At that stage, at that perception of yourself, you will have choices, decisions, and actions that align with that perception. Nothing you can do about it. That's all it is. You only have one choice, one decision, one action that you can take from that perception of yourself. It has to be a limited action, a limited choice, a limited decision. You couldn't make another decision. Now, if you raise your perspective as high as you possibly go to say, I'm the creator of my reality, that everything is happening for me and for everyone else, that I have a mental construct and that construct is expanding, that I have very high clarity, that I have the highest possible choice of decisions and actions available to me at this higher perspective, you still don't have a choice. You will still say, do, and be, and, and act based in that perspective. Now, what you do in that perspective is what you're going to do. What other people perceive is based in their perspective. You could have the highest perspective in the world, and you could tell someone, I love you, and mean it, and know you mean it, and be totally clear with it, and happy with it. And they could perceive that you said, I don't love you, or that you were being sarcastic. You have no possible way of controlling their reaction because you can't control their perspective of themselves in their reality. That's just how it is. But everything you do say from a higher perspective will be of benefit to them. And everything you do say from a limited perspective will be of benefit to them as well. Now, if you're talking to them from a limited perspective and you say, I hate you, and they're looking at you from a higher perspective, they will not hear I hate you. They will hear that you're just in a bad mood. So you cannot do anything to anyone. It is not possible because you cannot create their reality. You're just trying to protect yourself from the negative emotion you think you're going to feel if they leave, if they don't like you, if they say something bad about you, if they come back. But again, they're just being a mirror. So imagine yourself as a little eight-year-old spoiled brat. You go to the store with your mother. You want this doll. And she says, no. And then you say, I hate you. Your mother doesn't think you really hate her. Your mother just realizes that this in your moment, you're not feeling good because you're not getting what you want and you're acting on an urge to change the condition. Your mother's perspective is high in this moment and she just understands that you're going through a manifestation event. She still loves you and she doesn't care what you say. You could say a million things to her and she would not be bothered by one of them because she sees your perspective is low and her perspective is high. Turn that around and say to yourself, I'm in a high perspective, and everything that I'm doing is in love. Even if I'm saying, you can't live here anymore, or I'm not going to be around you anymore, whatever it is. Whatever you say from a high perspective, when you understand yourself as a being of love, will be sent in love. How they receive it is up to them. You have no control over it. You're not creating their reality. It's just going to be as it is. So you're going to have to say to yourself, well, since I have no control over how they react to me, I can only do two things. I can be authentic in this high perspective of myself, 
or I can try and coddle them by choosing a perspective of myself that is not true. It's inauthentic. And I just can play this game as long as they want to play it because it just seems like if I'm being a smaller version of me, they seem to accept me more. Again, they're just being a mirror to you. So are you going to have the courage to be authentic, which does not mean honest. It just means being, saying, doing, and making choices based in a high perspective of yourself. And whatever those actions lead to, that could be a manifestation event. Okay. If it's a manifestation event, I'll find the limiting belief. I'll process it. If they're having a manifestation event, they have an opportunity, if they choose, to find their own limitations. I am giving them the opportunity to find their own limitations. Now, we promise you one thing. If you are operating from a very high perspective, and if you are confident in the decisions, choices, and actions that you take from that perspective, knowing full well that they are leading you specifically to something you need and want very much, then whatever the conditions are happening in the moment will not matter. Just will not matter. You don't have control over it. Stop trying to control it. Don't worry about the changes that are taking place in this moment. When things are leading you somewhere, things are going to change. When you look back in a year, you'll say, oh, I never had to worry. I never had to be stressed out about this. I never had to be upset. It all worked out perfectly for everyone. I didn't lose anything. Dropping from a higher perspective, you're not going to lose anything. If you're operating from a limited perspective, you're going to go through manifestation events that are showing you that limited perspective. So the only thing you can do is not worry about what you say, do, or choose. It's just choosing that perspective. Look at yourself as the magnificent creator that you are and that you are fully guided and supported in every moment on your journey of self-discovery. And this is part of your journey. This is part of getting out of the victim-y version of you and into the powerful version of you. You very much want this. You have been studying this for a long time. You have been playing a lot of games. You have been seeing yourself from a limited perspective for a long time. Now it's time for you specifically to step into your power, but it's also time for all of you to go with the flow of all the things that are happening in your life and stop resisting them. They're all working out for you. Excellent question. Who's next? Uh, my question is, I wanted your perspective on something that's happening to me in meditation ever since I've been introduced to the Joshua teachings. Is my hands vibrate like crazy, and then the vibration hits the center of my chest, and then sometimes the, uh, the room will fill up with this vibration, and the boundary between my body and the room seems to fade. What's going on there? Reality is going on there. The illusion was that your body was not the room. The illusion was your body was not vibrating. The illusion was that you were not connected to all that is. That's the illusion. That's where you were before. Reality is setting in. This is what's supposed to happen. When Gary started meditating, the vibration hit the side of his face. It got his attention. He started thinking about the thoughts that were coming in because in meditation, you get to slow thought. You get to have a chance to observe the thoughts and have a chance to move around and play with the thoughts and realize that thoughts are not being created in the brain. They're created as a attraction mechanism, just like everything else in reality. They're attracted to you. You're receiving thoughts. 
as you're receiving these sensations in the body, the sensations designed to capture your attention, to let you know that there's something magical happening here, something that's out of your ordinary awareness because now you've spent all the time in introspection. Well, then you can play with this. You can look at it any way you want to look at it. But we would suggest that you understand that as you're coming into a state of true awareness, you're becoming aware of things that were always there that you were ignoring, that you're saying, oh, that can't be, or that's not possible, or there's some explanation for this. There is no explanation for anything other than it is part of the process of you defining yourself in terms of love. Everything is coming to capture your attention, to allow you to know that you are love, that you are source, that you are the creator, that everything is happening for you, that this entire system is designed to support you in every way. You're not going to be able to choose how it supports you. You're not going to choose how it gets your attention. For most people, it gets your attention through manifestation events. But if you're easygoing enough, if you're going with the flow, if you're open enough, the universe will surprise and delight you and capture your attention that way. So this is all that's happening. It's just You're just doing something that's beneficial, and you're getting a sensation that correlates to a broader understanding or awareness of what's going on in the truth of your reality. And in this case for you, everything is vibration, including you and your body. Thank you. Hi there. Um, as we raise our vibration and we raise humanity's vibration, my understanding is that as that raises, um, we will increase the likelihood of having extraterrestrials, physical beings, visit Earth and come out of the closet, so to speak, to make an appearance. But they won't do that until humanity's vibration ups itself into a level where we are more loving and frankly won't attack them. Although we can't really attack them because they're more intelligent and powerful than us and hopefully more loving. Can you comment on that? We would say that in this case, every human being on earth has a range of fears. These fears are primarily irrational. The fear of what your neighbors say about you, the fear of what the president is going to do, the fear of what's happening in another country, the fear of the unusual happening. These are certain aspects of every human, but at varying degrees. So you may have fear in this area and that area, but not in this area or that area. Or you'll have intense fear here and very light fear here. And this causes you to perceive your reality in a completely unique way. So there's humans on the planet who very much want to talk to aliens, and there's humans on the planet who have no idea of any concept of aliens whatsoever. It's all based in their perception of reality. The extraterrestrial civilizations that are paying attention to this planet are doing so because the fear is so interesting. They don't have those fear. They don't have this illusion of separation that causes the fear. This unique perception of reality that each individual human can create creates a planet where there are 8 billion different realities going on all at the same time, completely different. In your reality, there's no open communication with aliens. In someone else's reality, they're communicating with aliens all the time, as far as they know. 
there's people who belong to groups and they think that everyone in the group thinks the same thing, but every single person in the group has different fears. You don't care about anyone else in this reality. What they're doing is their own universe, their own unique way of looking at things. The only thing that matters is what you're interested in. Do you care? Do you not care? Are you afraid? Are you not afraid? It is only dependent on you. They have no interest in talking to anyone until the person's ready. It doesn't matter to them. They don't have that same motivation that is motivated from a level of fear or desire that's created based in control or fear. Guess what they're doing? They're saying it's all working out perfectly. When humanity's ready, they'll be ready. Until then, we'll observe from wherever. They're not hiding anywhere. They're not trying to do anything. They're just being, and if you see them, you see them. If you don't see them, you don't see them. They don't care. There's no plan to let humanity know they exist and then land on the White House steps and talk to possibly the person who's most in fear of everyone on the planet of aliens. The only person reason that person has a job is because they were elected out of fear in the first place. And so it doesn't matter to them. No rush at all. This is a show that they've been watching for thousands of years. It's interesting, exciting, entertaining. And there's infinite civilizations paying attention and infinite non-physical entities paying attention. This is where the action is. What do you want? And why do you want it? Well, if you want to connect to aliens, it's because you lack a connection to aliens. If you say everything's perfect and it'll happen when it happens and I don't have to worry about it because it'll be perfect in every way, then it'll be perfect in every way and you'll never have to worry. Now, the one thing that is true is they will never interfere. They will never step in just like God would never step in because they understand in love, in perfection, that everything is working out perfectly. So they're not going to come in and offer you some new technology or withhold technology or need anything from this planet, they will never, ever step in unless you try to destroy yourself. That's the only case. And since that's never going to happen, they know they're never going to step in. Now, you may think humans are going to destroy the planet, each other, whatever, but you're just looking at it from a very limited context. It will never happen. You see, all you got to do is say, well, I know that in the year 1000, it wasn't as nice as it is now. So in the last thousand years, things have gotten better. And I'll bet you in the next thousand years, things will continue to get better. When I narrow down on the year, this, this, and this, that just happened, it seems like a bad year because your context is narrow, just your lifetime. Your perception of reality is narrow. It's just what you know, what you feel, what you think, what you've learned, what you believe, your mental construct. But you can see everything is always working out and getting better and better and better. Why? Because in this reality, humans live in this idea of lack, which is non-existent. There is no lack. This is the most fully abundant planet there is. Everything is here for you, but you make desires, you birth desires based in lack. And those desires then become physical things. 
that you can play with and fight with and choose any perception of it with, but those physical things then enhance and enhance and enhance. And so the creations based in lack come forward to help you move forward in your journey of self-discovery. But guess what's going to happen now? As those of you start to shift your perception of reality from the victim to the creator, you will start creating exponential creations based in love. Those new and unimaginable things and experiences and relationships that are created in love, this adds more love. Now, as more love is, is dripping down into the mass consciousness, those who reach high enough perspectives can attract those thoughts. If you think about all the thoughts humans thought over the last, just say, 5,000 years from, from 5,000 years ago until, say, 1900, a whole bunch of very similar dark thoughts or limited thoughts. Will I get enough to eat? Will I die? Will my family die? Will we get invaded by marauders? Will the planet end? Will I freeze to death? Will I starve to death? Now, you come into an age of literal abundance of all things. And so now, those thoughts are being diluted by thoughts of, where should I take my vacation? Who should I date? What should I write about? What should I be when I grow up? What fun thing can I do with this new invention? What game can we play? What do we do with all our idle time? What do we do with all our excess money? What do we do with all these new friends I have all over the world? How do we go visit them? How do we connect more, connect more, connect more? So you see all these wonderful thoughts are now pouring all over those thoughts that have been thought for thousands of years. And those thoughts don't hold a candle to these thoughts. And so if you can rise above the survival, you're not going to be attracting those limiting thoughts so much. You'll be attracting more empowering thoughts. And this will rise the entirety of the mass consciousness out of fear and into love. And when they cross the threshold, when each human understands that each other human is source and their source, and they're going to support everyone on their individual, unique, self-created journey of self-discovery, so they can have the experience of themselves as source, then those who already see themselves as source, the other civilizations, will appear to them. And it'll all work out perfectly. This has been an amazing conversation with the leading edge, leading edge thinkers of our time. We enjoy it more than you can possibly imagine. To us, this is unimaginable, and we thank you. And with that, we are complete. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, Joshua. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Joshua. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. There's a lot of cool stuff in that one. It's all about creating in love. Uh, really, you're, what you have to do there is shed the fear, shed that's which is inauthentic about you, start living life as who you truly are, shift your perspective. And, and the best thing you can really do to shift your perspective is to enroll in the bootcamp. We have a new bootcamp starting uh, January 16th. This is one primarily for existing bootcampers, but there will be a few new people. And if you'd like to join that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. I think we have three spots available. We're only going to have 10 people, 10 new people in that one. It'll be about 70 or 80, 100 existing boot campers. Uh, but it'll be a cool one because really it's at the beginning. And if you can't make that one, you can do the one in spring.
Uh, you can check out the website. There's a lot of great stuff there. Uh, it's at theteachingsofjoshua.com. We have a Facebook group that is Friends of Joshua. Uh, if you That's private just for us. And if you can ask to join that, you will be notified when we have open calls for the Joshua Live Call. And, you know, gen- generally the Joshua Live Call is people in the boot camp or the Ascension experience. But uh, Tuesday, we're going to have an open one. And I think it's going to discuss how to best prepare yourself for 2023 and how to get into alignment uh, and how to really see yourself from a higher perspective during t- 2023 and really make that the best year you've ever had. Uh, okay, that's about it. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting us and doing everything you do. We really appreciate it here. And if you ever want to talk to me about anything, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye.